You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome back to this new episode. And hopefully you like the previous episodes. If you haven't had a chance to listen or watch those previous episodes, please feel free to subscribe and go back and check those out. Some pretty good interviews, one with Shirley, who is an SBA expert, ex- SBA loan expert, specifically in the franchising world. Fantastic. I have had personal conversations with her besides just the interview we had. And then also my personal business coach, Brian Evans with Brian Evans Coaching. And that was also a fantastic. I mean, Brian and I could probably talk all day long. And so we had to we had to cut that off because at the end of the day, you won't listen to us all day long. But I wanted to just invite you to be a subscriber, check out our episodes. And it's not so much the episodes we've had, but all the amazing content and episodes and topics that we're going to be talking about. I wish I could provide all of those right now. So you just had them at your fingertips and you spent that time and energy to do that. But at the end of the day, as a small business owner, you don't have the time to go through all that. But at the same time, you know, it's it's important to get nuggets of information over a period of time. And so today's I woke up this morning as most small business owners. I woke up about 3, 3.30 this morning and went ahead, spent a little time getting out of bed. I had my cup of coffee, spent my prayer time and did some reading this morning and kind of going through that quiet time, that moment where it's just me and no distractions, no phone, no employees, no family members, no emails just me and the Lord and just me and the information I'm reading. So me and the author, just spending time and improving myself and and finding out where I need to be. And it's really interesting. I attended a retreat years ago in Orange County, California, where we're originally from. And I found it fascinating. And then in this retreat, one of the speakers, there's it's a four-day retreat, well, three days, but there's different speakers and different talks. And one of the speakers was a tactical, he was in, he was in the police sheriff force. Okay, so I'm just going to keep it generalized like that. And he was in the tactical unit. And uh, he said something that that just hasn't, I haven't let go of. And I find it very, 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 very valuable in my building of my business and, and, and having conversations with clients and, and partners. And one of the things he, he was talking about is stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. As he explained that, I'm like, wow, that really makes a lot of sense because I mean, we think about it from this perspective, right? You, you can use any tactical unit, highly skilled individuals, men and women, each know their role, each know their role of their tasks. But it's not just that all of a sudden they say, oh, we've, we've got to go do this. And they just go do that. And you can use the Navy SEALs as an example, right? The Navy SEALs, we can make the argument, one of the most elite forces and teams in the world. And units like the Navy SEALs, when they, when they are called to a task, when they're called to duty and they're called to do something, they've already been trained, right? They've already been practicing, but then they spend some time practicing the very specifics of what they're being called to. So whether it's rescuing somebody or whatever, but think about this. The interesting aspect is I started thinking about, you know, stay ready instead of having to get ready. When you think about getting ready, you're very reactive. 
But when you're staying ready, you're preparing, you're prepping. And in the world of business, and and when I'm looking at my business, there's certain things that I have my people do on a day-to-day basis because it's the right thing to do it. So you don't have to start all over again and build new momentum. Okay. And in every business is, has similar areas of duties and tasks that have that, you know, and whether it's doing a checklist, like airline pilots, they do a checklist every single time. Doesn't matter how much experience, how many flight hours they have. It does not matter. It's the same checklist. Every pilot walks into that plane does the checklist. And the plane can have 15 different pilots in a week. And guess what? There's 15 pilots doing that same checklist for that airplane. And in business, it's the same thing. And when you think about that tactical unit, the Navy SEALs, and when they're planning to go into a whatever they're having to do, they spend a lot of time on the entry, of course. But once you enter something, that element of surprise is gone, isn't it? And so if it's a life or death situation, What's more important, your entry or your exit? Your exit, right? And so that's what I find so fascinating. And in business, it's the same thing, is that when we're planning things, we can plan how to implement something, but what's the exit, right? So when our tactical teams, whether they're in the military or the police forces and the variety of SWAT or sheriff or FBI or whoever they are, it's not the entry point that is so so important. It is important, but it's not the most important. The most important important part is now the element of surprise has happened, right? So now you have to get everybody out okay, right? And so the practicing of the exit and the different ways and what could happen and what are we going to do and that training for that is the most important. And in business, I would say it's the same as well. And so let's look at our business as an example, a terra firma business and financial consultants. You know, this podcast is called Farming Assets because we focus on assets. We focus on how assets are developed, what their purpose is, right? It's like a stack of cash, right? If you have a stack of cash sitting on your desk, is it doing anything other than holding the dust from getting on the desk, right? That cash is worthless, there is zero value to that cash. Well, wait, Bob, there's, you know, it's a thousand dollars sitting there. No, it's a stack of paper sitting there. It's not valuable until that thousand dollars is what? Put to production, put to use. You say, hey, I've got a thousand dollars. I'm going to use it for this. And that was either a asset or a liability. That's the whole purpose of cash. That's the whole purpose of money. Okay. Grant Cardone says storing money, not saving money. And I love that analogy because when you store things, the mentality, then thought process is I'm going back to use it. Right. So he talks about storing cash till you have that next opportunity. And then what do you do? You put it to productive use. That's cash. So just putting money in savings, and we see it now with high inflation like we are now. I know they're reporting you know, 8.5 or 8.6% inflation at the time of this recording, but we all know it's in double digits right now. We all know that. No matter what they're telling us and they try to talk us about and make us feel good about it's 8.6 and we're raising rates and we're doing all these things to battle this inflation that, hey, by the way, we caused, but it's double digits. So that cash, that $1,000 just stacked right there, 
is less valuable this month than it was last month. So you have to put it to good use. You have to put it. And here's the thing about this is that is that when you're going through this mindset as a business owner, you got to think about how do I stay ready instead of getting ready? What do I need to do? What do I need my people to do? What aspects of it do I need to do? Now, it's funny because in the investing world, right, we talk about risk and reward and we talk about rates of return, right? And we they talk about all these different variable conversations. But we also talk about the necessity and the need to learn from history, right? And we're all sitting here looking at the things that are going on probably in our society or decisions that different people are making. We're probably going, man, didn't you learn anything from history class? And we have so many references. I mean, you go look at the Old Testament and the Bible. So before Christ, right, you have all these different things that happen in history. You can go look at other history books and documentations of other societies that were around that aren't documented in the Bible, but they're in other books. And, And you can go all the way to today. And And there's different aspects. And in our world, let's look at most recently in our time right now. Learning from our mistakes is so important, right? But when we have a plan, and here's what we're talking about is a plan, right? A plan to stay ready or get ready. What's your plan? Either way, you have to have a plan, right? When our elite forces go someplace, they have to have a plan. When you go on vacation, you just don't walk out the front door, lock the lock the door, and just walk. Where are you going to go? You've got to have a plan, right? We're going to go here. Okay, and then what do you have to do? You have to set certain types of agenda. There's a checklist, things that you need to do. Are we going to fly? Are we going to drive? Are we going to take the train? We're going to walk, right? What's the time for that? What are the things that we need to do between now and there in our destination that we need to do prepare it? right? If we're flying, are we getting a rent a car? Are we going to Uber, right? How are we going to get to our next destination? Where are we going to stay? Where are we going to eat, right? And so you have to get the basics done and then all the things that you're going to do surrounding those basics, right? And business is the same thing, right? So I was reading a, one of my books this morning and it's a fantastic book. And in there, he talks about implementation intentions, Okay. It's a psychological performance. It's a psychological term, implementation intentions. And I find this interesting because let's go back to learning from history, right? Let's just use the last 20 years example. Okay. So we're in 2022 and the last 20 years, we'll go to 2002, go to 2000, right? Just an easy number. What happened in the early 2000s economically? right? We had the dot-com bust, right? We had the corporate scandal, right? We had all these companies, Enron, WorldCom, if you remember any of these companies, right? We had all these companies going out of business. We had three straight years of negative stock market returns. And I mean, just, right? And that was after we survived Y2K, right? Where we, oh my goodness, when it hits the year 2000, the world's going to just disintegrate computers are going to, they're just going to turn into a pile of dust and we won't even know who we are, right? You remember all that chaos. And so, but none of us really prepared for that. That was the point of Y2K is that when the software companies created the software, they didn't prepare for Y2K. And that was the point of it. But a lot of us could say, well, that was just a scam to, to do, you know, buy more technology, whatever. The point is, is that we didn't know it was going to happen until it happened. And now we name it because we can look back and we can name what we've looked back at. So, right. So it's the dot com bubble, right? Corporate scandal, right? Then we go and we go on into 2000. 
2007 to 2009. 2009. That 18 month period makes up 2008, that entire year. We had another negative stock market, right? The economically, what happened? Financial crisis, right? The banks, the real estate bubble, and you know all these other things. And we sort of predicted what was going to happen. There's a lot of people who said, hey, we can only do this so much before there's going to be a consequence. And wow, boom, there was a consequence, wasn't there? And so, but now we can look back and say, oh, that was the financial crisis. That was the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then now we can move forward. And in, in 2020, what happens? Oh my goodness. We're, we have this quote unquote pandemic. Got to shut things down for two weeks and two weeks we'll be fine. And it, it lasted longer than that, didn't it? And so, but now we can sit here and look back at 2020. We're in 2022 and that's, you know, two years removed, almost going into three years, March next year, it'll be three years. And now we can call it what it is, right? But in any of those events that I just brought up, did you as a business owner take any actions to prepare for that next event? Is there any aspects of what you're doing preparing for that next event? Now, I'm not trying to be a fear monger by any means, but I just went back to the the early 2000s. I brought up three events. There was more events that occurred, good and bad, in in those last 22 years, right? But I just brought up three events that occurred and we can go back even farther and I can bring up other events that have occurred. Have we learned from any of these things? Are we taking any actions as a business owner to prepare? Do we have a checklist? What are we doing? Okay. Are we having implementation intentions? And what that is, it's you specifically plan for when things will fall apart or go wrong, right? Uh, what, what is it? Plan for the worst, expect the best, right? Is that plan for the worst? expect the best, right? Plan. What are you doing to plan for that? And you plan for obstacles and setback, right? And you can also pre-plan how you will respond to these obstacles. So if history tells us things occur and we don't know what the future things are going to be called, but they're going to occur, then doesn't it make sense for us to put together a plan with our business to do what? And then we call them the economic termites. You see my book back here. If you're you're listening to the podcast, I published a book called Economic Termites. And that is part of what farming assets is about. The farming assets is talking about, okay, what are economic termites, right? So we know what a termite is, right? And if you've ever had a termite problem, when do you find out you have a termite problem? right? When you start seeing the dust at the bottom of the ground and you're like, oh my goodness, or you're starting to do stuff and the wood crumbles away. The damage has already been done when you find out you have a termite problem. Economically, we have economic termites, taxes, inflation, time, laws and regulations, and debt. Those are the five major termites. Our book does not refer to debt in the book because it's just a huge conversation and there's different sides. So we left that part out. But out of those five, we have taxes, right? We all talk about these. These all affect us in our wealth and ability to wealth. We have inflation, which the Federal Reserve's goal is 2%. So what that means is in 36 years, if we just had 2% inflation, your dollar would be worth half in 36 years. So your dollar would be worth 50 cents. So now you would need more money, $2, 
to afford what cost a dollar 36 years ago, right? And so we have this idea, another 36 years is what? Is another doubling. So that dollar now is what was worth 50 cents. Now it's worth a quarter, right? So now you need $3 for the $1, right? So that's 72 years. From birth to 72 years, you're what? You're born, you've got your school years, you got your working years, now you're in retirement. And since born to retirement, you have way less money now, buying power, purchasing power, inflation, right? So some call it the taxation on our cash as well. Again, if that cash is just sitting on the desk, what's it doing, right? So then we have time, right? It's the only commodity. It's the only thing you can never get back. But in a plan, from an asset perspective, we actually can make up time in organizing your assets the right way, utilizing the right assets that the IRS tells you are the most tax efficient and the most productive. And so if that's the case, then you can actually make up time. So if you're a small business owner and you're sitting here and listening to this or watching this and you're going, well, Bob, you know, I'm in my mid fifties now, I'm 55 and, you know, I'm going to quote unquote retire at 65. Well, guess what? As business owners, we talk about retirement, but at the end of the day, what the heck are we going to do? I can't tell you how many business owners I've talked to who just don't retire, right? How are you going to, right? You've been doing stuff. Since the beginning, so to speak, not the beginning of time, but since the beginning, you started doing stuff. This minute, the minute you started your business, the minute you left school, you finished school, you graduated high school, went to college, graduated college, or didn't go to college. But either way, at the end, either of those graduations, you went into the workforce and you started doing stuff. And then all of a sudden you had started a business, whatever that was. And now here you are, you're sitting this, listening to this crazy guy on this podcast or watching his YouTube channel. And he's talking about, oh my goodness, now I've got 10 years to retire. What are you going to do in retirement? But let's just say you were going to. How You're sitting there going, oh my goodness, the last 30 years, 25, I should have been at 25, should have started saving because everyone tells me that, you know, I blah, 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 blah. Well, what if you actually organized your assets according to the IRS where there's most taxable, where you can make up that 30 years. That's not possible. Okay, fine. It's not possible. Believe that if you want. Okay. So this implementation intention is to plan for this stuff, right? And so how about laws and regulations? Laws change. Our politicians change laws without us voting for some of these laws, right? They just happen. Well, each of those law changes affect us, good or bad. They affect us. And they take things away and they give things back and they do this. And there's this yo-yo, right? And that's politics. But here we are sitting here, the working class, so to speak, and we're stuck with what they have to say and do. So their decisions have affected our taxes, have affected our inflation, have affected the time required to save certain money right? You're putting money in a particular asset. If the economy goes down, does that asset go down with it? Have you put a plan together knowing that that could happen because it has happened in the past, but your plan has has been designed to be able to actually grow and enhance in bad economic times? Is that possible? Yes, it is. Again, it's understanding what is out there, their assets and building a plan to accommodate that, right? And so those are the four in the book and and debt has, it's a special beast. It could be an asset, could be a liability. I know on the books, it's considered a quote unquote liability, but not if you bought an asset. So accounting, it's still a a liability, but if you have the same money, so if I borrow 500,000, I have 500,000 sitting in cash, 
right? Well, I borrowed it. So it's sitting in liability as well. It, it equals each other out. But I still have that cash, but there's a cost to that borrowing, right? And so that cost is the additional to the 500 I'm sitting here. So you got to take, instead of having that 500,000 sitting on a desk, which would be pretty darn cool to look at your desk and you have $500,000 stacked up along your desk, but doing that is becomes less valuable, right? It deteriorates. It's not productive. Again, my point earlier, that stack of cash just sitting there is not productive. You got to do something with it, right? So we don't borrow 500,000 just to sit on it and go, Ooh, cool. Look at it. I have all this money, right? So what we do is we take that 500,000, what do we do with it? We put it into other assets, whether it's real estate, business, whatever, right? And that asset's gonna do what? It's gonna return a return, whatever that is. So when you go back to the accounting feature, I still have that liability, but I still have that asset. And that asset's returning hopefully more than what the cost of that borrowing is, right? That's the basics of business. That's the basics of how we grow and leverage and understand. So debt could be bad, right? You borrowed money to buy your house. Well, your house is your greatest investment. The hell it is. Sorry. It's not an investment. It's a liability. That house is not doing anything for you. Well, it's appreciating, Bob. And then as I pay down my loan, then my equity increases in the, with the appreciation and I have more money. Yes, only if you could sell the house. What happens if you don't sell the house? Then it's just fun money, right? It's, it's fake until there's an action taken, okay? So- it's not an investment per se. It's still a liability, okay? So those are examples of when we're sitting here and looking at learning at history and implementation intention, are you building a plan? So economics go down. Great. Are you still valuing and growing your wealth? Okay. You could look at a good example of this conversation as Warren Buffett, okay? Now, deemed as one of the greatest investors of all time. Okay. And there's so many different ways of investing. So I, that term is very monolithic. But when you look at what he has done with Berkshire Hathaway and his knowledge and his mind shift with Charlie Munger too over the years, it's astounding how smart they are. And what they have done is that they've learned the rules with anything, right? Any activity, whether it's a sport you go do, or it's a game you go learn, or anything that's out there, you got to learn the rules, right? And the moment you learn the rules, then you know how to strategize, right? So let's use the NFL as an example. So we have a rookie quarterback that comes out and just tears up the league. He's amazing, right? Oh my goodness, right? You could you can make that look back at when Patrick Mahomes came into the league, right? Just tore up the league. Was great. So what happened the next year? He was still really good, but he wasn't as effective. He had to adjust his game because the defensive coordinators of all the other teams had to strategize when they played Patrick Mahomes. Now, he still did great, right? And I'm not a total NFL nerd, so I don't even know what he did his second NFL season. But the offense coordinator and Patrick Mahomes had to strategize because the defenses were strategizing. Knowing the rules allows you to strategize. It's the same thing in business and money. So Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger learned the rules of various assets and how to use those rules to their advantage. Brookshire Hathaway is an insurance company. That's it. They're an insurance company. They own 10 insurance companies in all different facets of insurance. 
Now, here's the most amazing thing about this. The majority of their asset in insurance, those 10 companies on the accounting books have billions of dollars of liabilities. What? Hang on. You just said a liability is not good unless you know the rules to that particular asset and how to turn the liability into an asset. That's what I said. Okay. And so now they own stocks of companies, right? They own large percentage of stocks of companies. They own entire companies. They've diversified and bought companies that have value to the overall organization. And how did they do that? They used the other aspects of the other equities of the other businesses. Okay. And so we, we, and if you want to know more about this, feel free to reach out, put a comment down in the, in the comment box or reach out to us because when we strategize, when we do implementation intention, what is that again? You specifically plan for when things will fall apart or go wrong. You plan for obstacles and setbacks. You also pre-plan how you will respond to those obstacles, okay? The planning process is just that. Economically, there are going to be things that happen. So farming assets is all about that. Which assets do you need to plant? Which assets do you need to nurture? And the best thing to do is to do the assets that the IRS says are the most efficient from a tax perspective. Then you can expand and grow into each of those segments of those three most efficient assets and figure out how do you want to expand those assets, okay? So very, very important. So I just find this fascinating, as you can tell, that you know when you're looking at being ready versus getting ready, if I am ready, I don't have to get ready. So when that next obstacle occurs, whatever that is, am I ready? Am I prepared? Have I in my business prepared for that? And if your answer is, I don't know, right? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? And so if you're getting the same results, but you're trying to do, you want different results, but you're doing the same thing to get those same results, you're insane. (laughs) There's days where I feel very insane, right? I feel pretty crazy. But Having this opportunity to take a step back and learn the rules, strategize, build a plan for when those obstacles occur. And I see this all the time talking to business owners all over the countries with the different advisors that bring businesses to us or business owners come directly to us. I see this all the time. They spend time complaining about their advisors or their other professionals, except for the person who's there on the call with us, right? So, but yet, when we develop a plan or a thought or a strategy, what do they do? They want to go back to that individual and ask them. Well, that's not their expertise. That's why they brought you to us. So sometimes we as business owners need to fight through that uncertainty we call fear and not allow that fear to take hold. Look at the positive intentions. Look at the, at the implementation intention. Look at why are we doing this? I've had to fire clients because they've hired us. We built out plans based on what their concerns were. And because of what they may not have understood or heard or know the things that we put in place for their plan, fear took hold of them. And they wanted us to do the same thing they were always doing, which was not the plan we put together because our plan was to adjust their fears. They're what they were always doing created concerns that they wanted to prepare for. So they wanted to just keep doing the status quo. 
Well, we can't do that. We can't have clients hire us and not listen to us. So we fired them. Just like a client can fire me, I fired them. There has to be a unification and understanding. So it's very important as a business owner, you're the mindset, you're the leader, okay? And so by understanding that and grasping that and embracing that and having implementation intentions, planning for and having your advisors and your employees, having your team plan for when things are going to occur, you should know most of the things that are going to occur. And then what about those things that don't know, you don't know are going to occur? Do you have a plan for that? Right? It doesn't need to be named. We know it's going to happen. It always has. That's history. Right? So hopefully, I don't know if you've enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. I think this is absolutely fascinating. Our whole business model at Terra Firma is built around this. Our books and our content is all built around this implementation intention. I just learned this word this morning and I find it fascinating. We've been, this is our planning method. This is what we do, but now I've got a title and a word to it. I, oh, this is, I'm so excited. I just wanted to share with you guys, because I think as a business owner, this is productive information. This is positive, productive information. This is what's helping you to take that next step. So whatever occurs economically, whether it's any of these economic termites that, that rear its ugly head affect you, us, you're prepared, you're ready. That's the key. Don't get ready, be ready. Let's be ready. My name is Robert Wolf. I am the founder of Terra Firma Business and Financial Consultants. I am so happy that you spent this, invested this time in yourself here at Farming Assets, and I really appreciate it. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, Asset Coach and Tax Strategist, and you haven't subscribed to that YouTube channel, please, please click on the subscribe button, hit the bell, add some comments, give us some thumbs up, give us a thumbs down if you didn't like this stuff. That's fine. We just want to hear from you because at the end of the day, sometimes it feels like you're just talking to a wall, right? And I, I want to be productive. I want you to be productive. I want to be giving you content information that is helpful and valuable to help you grow and, and thrive in your business and in life. And so hopefully we're doing that. And if you have family, friends, colleagues that you think this information is valuable for them to listen to and watch, please give this to them. Send them the link. Share us, right? We're, we're not your secret weapon. <laughs> Share us. Allow us to help your friends, families, and colleagues as well. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. God bless you. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.